0: I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Hey traders, even in a market that appears quiet, there's always something going on. As a matter of fact, I have two or three, maybe even four things tonight I believe to be of uber importance we're going to go through the whole ball of wax we're looking at a daily chart of the spy or spider which is the proxy for the s&p 500 and while we're on the topic let's talk about today's close i think today's close has more importance than most anybody realizes Before I tell you what that is, let me first take a pause and thank everybody for participating, making comments underneath the video each and every night. Please continue to do so. I love the interaction. I love the banter back and forth. In addition, hit the thumbs up button on the video and share the video with anybody that you think can benefit from this information. Okay, so let's get back to the spider. So I talked about today's close. Why is it important to me? It may or may not turn out to be important, but the way I'm looking at it, and based on something we talked about last night, I think it's extremely important. So check it out. Today, the spider closes at 279.20. Okay, fine. Why is that important? Well, remember what I said last night? I talked about the fact that the market was staying above the closing high, the recent closing high. So even though we came down a couple of days ago and then we also tried to come down yesterday and the market still closed above the recent closing high might not sound like much might not mean anything to many people. However, it was meaningful to me and look at this case in point where did the market close today still yet again above that closing high so that close is 279.14 that's the number we talked about last night. Yesterday, the market closes at 279.32. They had an opportunity to close it below if they wanted to. And look what happened today. The close today is 279.20. Look how deep we went today. They rallied it back, but that's not even the story. The story is on the one-minute chart. Look what happened in the last minute of the day. Look where price was. They had it up there, they dipped it below, they were, five minutes earlier, were significantly below that level. They rallied the market back, in my opinion, and this is just an opinion, right? This isn't something you're going to find in textbooks and in the CMT exam and all that stuff. That certified market technician for all you home gamers out there, you're not going to find this kind of stuff in there. I'm looking at stuff and I'm looking for things that nobody's looking for. And frankly, I don't want them to find it. But to look at this one minute chart and see that they had to rally up just a few pennies to close above that price tag. That's what I believe happened. I think it's important. Remember the term recapture. We use that term many times in the past recapture is when a market looks like it's doing one thing and then all of a sudden it recaptures a support or recaptures a resistance point that it had broken above or below previously in the recent past well in a very micro scale that's kinda what happened here we were down earlier in the day they recovered the market recovered and at the end of the day I think it's important on where they close that to the penny they had an opportunity to close below the other day's high or the other day's closing price and they chose not to I find that to be significant it's a puzzle piece it's on the table for me it's of note that was item number one item number two is let's take a closer look at really what happened today from a daily and then even another time frame perspective so The market basically is still in an uptrend. Nothing has changed. We dipped down below last night. We dipped down a little bit below this morning, but we recovered. That's the market's way of telling us it hasn't reached final destination yet. It may have, but at least from where I sit, the light volume, the fact that the market is kind of still like a rising tide lift all boats they have opportunity to sell the market and it keeps its buoyancy it's like pushing down a ball filled with air into the water it wants to pop back up every time the market drops down a little bit the buy the dip crowd shows up and it pops back up that tells me that they haven't found final destination yet now we went into resistance we talked about this ahead of time 278 279 all the way up to 281 somewhere in there long before we got there was going to be resistance for all the reasons we talked about a dozen times it was resistance doesn't mean the market has to collapse from there. resistance doesn't mean bear market resistance means the market is going somewhere it stops because there's resistance and then there's another decision to be made Do we go sideways for a while? Do we try and build up some energy to get through that resistance? Do we gap above that resistance? Or is it really, really strong resistance, rejects the market, and does turn into a real correction or worse? All those things are possible. Resistance doesn't necessarily mean one or the other at any particular point in time. Resistance means what the market wants it to mean based on its time and its price our job is to read our job is to interpret our job is not to anticipate which is also a guess sound familiar I keep saying that because I think it's uber there goes that word again important so net net still in an uptrend nothing wrong with the market still bullish has anything changed no There's always a lot of discussion about volume, so I thought I would address volume today. There seems to always be certain traders out there that want to comment, leading people to believe because there's light volume, that means trouble for the market. And it couldn't be farther from the truth. Traders that have taken my course at Lazy E-mini Trader understand a little bit more about volume, but I'll summarize it like this. The volume is light, it's less and significantly less than the average daily volume. Average daily volume on my chart is based on the average of the last 90 days of trading activity, and the average daily volume here is 106 million shares on the spider. Today we traded just under 56 million shares, about half the volume, give or take. That's light volume. Same thing yesterday, similar the day before, similar the day before that, and so on. But does light volume mean the market's going to collapse? No, it doesn't. The volume does pick up when the market declines. It certainly does. But if you go back in time and look the last time the market was rising, when people didn't believe that it was going to continue to rise, right? So we have the low that was made last July. And it went all the way up into, let's say, the top was made September 20th. Now, all in here, the same discussions were ensuing. The market was going to top, just a pullback, we went higher. Same routine that we're experiencing now, and it was on light volume. Same amount of volume 55, 60, 70 million shares. Has anything changed? No. Will the market decline eventually? Of course it will. I'm trying to give you the things that are important to make money from immediately or in the near term. Certain things may be important to the macro picture the big picture that doesn't necessarily mean it's actionable information today i'm trying to give you an idea of what is and is not actionable information and in terms of volume it's a little bit more of a two-way street volume certainly plays a role intraday for a variety of reasons volume plays a role for me when i analyze the daily charts volume plays a role when the markets rising and volume plays a role when the markets declining but how we each individually interpret the volume is what makes the difference just like any other part of technical analysis and i'll leave you with this thought on the volume conversation go back and don't even take my word on it go back and do the homework double-check what i'm about to say and what i'm about to say is that basically with exception obviously there's always exception to the rule but in large part let's just say 80 or 85 or even more percent of the time from the low in 2009 until where we are today the market has climbed on light volume so that's 10 years so when people make comments about light volume I always reference the fact that the market has climbed on light volume for the most part for 10 years so why is this week or this month or today any different than any time over the last 10 years When the market declines, the volume picks up, and when the market goes up, the volume typically tapers down. It's not anything new. Nothing has changed. Here's what we do as individuals, and as it relates to the market, we have to catch ourselves and try and refrain from doing this. Somebody on television says something, or somebody sends us a link to something, or we find something online and we read it, it says something like, relating to the volume conversation and it links it to why it means the market is gonna do X and we actually believe the information because somebody said it on TV or because we heard it on the Internet we believe it and the reality is is you have to double check every piece of information when your money's involved that's how I got to where I am I don't believe anything or anybody until I double and triple check it myself now the last piece of information that I think is important and relevant and it's not new information it's something that I've kind of had my eye on but as we get closer it becomes more and more important I think so if you just think about it I talked about ten years the markets basically with a few minor corrections along the way has gone up for ten years We're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of the March 2009 bottom. Now, any traders or anybody in general that understands cycles, doesn't have to be market cycles, can just be cycles in general, may find it interesting that we're coming up on this anniversary. The market seems to be relentlessly rising even when it has every opportunity to fall. It seems that there's something magnetic, either pulling the market up or at least holding it up or pushing it from falling either way. And now I bring into the equation a 10 year anniversary. We'll see what kind of importance, if at all, that has because it's coming up shortly. By the way, before we leave this chart, let me just make mention of the other side, right? The other side is, what happens if we wake up to a gap down or the market starts to fall and it doesn't have a recovery like we saw today? What's the scenario? How do we know things are really getting ugly? Intraday, it'll likely be apparent before this. However, we'll use today's low as the bogey. Hourly closes and a daily close below today's low and the party's over on the upside for a while I'm afraid and I can't define a while but what I can say is a close below today's low probably comes through this area that likely doesn't hold if it does hold the uptrend is still intact if it doesn't hold we'll talk about it at the time but we have to always look at both sides of the market right now it's bullish But we have to understand that there's always another side and the market is certainly and I reiterate this all the time, but I think it's necessary to do so. The market is so extended from where we were at the lows around Christmas just a couple of months ago that at any point in time, we could have a down day that really knocks your socks off. We just have to simply be aware that that is always out there. Think about it this way. They've been pumping up this balloon for two months solid for the most part. There's a lot of air in it. And if the Bulls lose grip, it kind of slips away pretty fast. Right now, Bulls have the ball. What's going on inside the numbers? Well, real quick... We were spot on again this morning. So it doesn't happen like this every single day, but it's nice when it does. So I'm going to summarize. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But what we were saying here is we were kind of getting the opposite effect. Instead of the buy the dip crowd, the anticipation this morning was that they were going to run up to fill a gap and then drop the market after that. That is precisely what happened. And then I went on to say that likely the 2785 this is the ES level down here 2785 is likely the early pivot it turned out to be the pivot all day long below that the market is slightly bearish above that the market was slightly bullish we recapture that area we got above it stayed above it for the most part and that's pretty much what happened so when you go to the midday update I said, again, they did the script that was outlined before the opening bell rang. It was the mirror image scenario. It's how I discussed it early in the morning. They ran higher and trapped the hop-on-board crowd. So the -the buy-the-dip crowd or the hop-on-board crowd, they're the same crowd. Unfortunately, those folks got one in the face this morning. However, I know several of my traders inside the numbers took heed and actually shorted the market this morning wrote it down not to mention had a couple of nice juicy stock plays what were they well let me scroll down real quick and i'll show you we had a morning gap trade on the board that was bby and we'll take a look at the chart the target was seventy dollars and 37 cents write that number down we'll take a look at the chart in a moment and then we had another one we only had one more on the stocks on the move list trigger bgs triggered write this one down twenty one dollars and ninety two cents let me repeat that twenty one dollars and ninety two cents and then we have the important numbers and you can see the ES numbers the SPY numbers and the crude oil numbers you can write them down go to your chart and see if that would be helpful knowing these numbers those of you that take the time to actually take a look will agree it would be helpful knowing these numbers Here's the morning gap trade. So you can see here that Best Buy closed yesterday, $60.24. The stock is screaming higher out of the gate this morning. This is a five-minute chart. Second five-minute candle of the day, stock makes a high, $70.40. Three pennies above the entry price. Minute later, stock's down at a low, $67.99. Well, it wasn't exactly a minute, but you get the point and then the stock basically traded around that level the majority of the day if I just pan out to a 10-minute chart you'll see what happened you can see the stock pulled away from that level that was a rejection went back to that level tried to get through it and couldn't and then was rejected again that goes to show you the importance of these price levels this is something that's taught in the lazy gap trader course precisely any trader that's taken the course had that number seventy dollars and 37 cents there are no secrets How's bgs doing twenty one dollars and ninety two cents what was the low twenty one dollars and ninety two cents the stock took off to the upside finished at the high of the day for the most part twenty four dollars and twenty seven cents nailed the low to the penny yesterday's close twenty four sixty six getting absolutely smoked at the open we nailed the low to the penny stocks on the move we're not messing around over here we mean business how about the iwm my favorite market leading indicator any clues over in the iwm camp not really it looks very similar to the spider again it's one of those scenarios where the majority of the time All the markets are going to, for the most part, trade together. Not every single day and not to the same magnitude. But here we go. Here's the IWM up a little bit today. The spider was up a little bit today. The IWM was up a little bit more than the spider. Not a lot, so it's a small puzzle piece. It's on the table. Transport's. We talked about this one. We talked about the transportation department last night. We talked about the fact that, was this going to be a rounded top? Was this going to be a canary in the coal mine? Is this winding up to shoot higher, to not only challenge the breakdown candle high, fill the gap, or potentially even higher? Is that what's going on? Is this... Building up energy to shoot higher again. Well, we're going to know pretty soon because we're going to come into the 20 period moving average if this thing doesn't get going. And that's going to be make it or break it time because there's a gap down here. And if we can't hold this, if the bulls can't hold that, then this is coming down and that will have been the canary in the coal mine. So I'm watching the transports very, very closely. Down half a percent today. That's not lost on me. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. It's on the bear side of the ledger. Anything doing out in Silicon Valley? Triple Q's? Not really. What did we do? Come in to test the 200 period moving average and then do the same thing the other markets did? Yeah, pretty much. That's bullish, by the way. Look at where this market is. Is anything bearish screaming to you on this chart? No. This is what a bullish chart looks like. May not be up every day, but that's what a bullish chart looks like. And keep in mind, I'm talking about the recent trend to the right of the black line. I'm not talking about looking at it on the bigger picture. I'm talking about the current trend. That's where a lot of traders get disconnected from what I'm saying sometimes. They want to take the... Twenty one trillion dollars in debt and all the other issues we have as an economy, as a country and all that stuff, the big stuff, the wall of worry stuff. And they want to tell me that's the reason the market's going down next week. But that stuff's been around for years. Nothing ever changes sooner or later. It will matter. It doesn't matter today. I'll tell you when it matters or better said, I'll tell you when I think it matters and then we'll find out together if it matters down at the financial district anything wrong with the XLF I know there's a lot of traders that want to look at that tail candle from the other day doji candle tail candle whatever it is it was also into the 200-day moving average I understand why that looks like a natural area of resistance also we had the breakdown candle high there's a lot going for resistance up here absolutely but what's actually going on right now is it's making essentially Another bull flag pattern, and that's consolidating underneath the 200-period moving average. What is that telling us? I'll let you answer that question. Not exactly a happy meal over in the SMH today. The semis were down, and there was a lot of stocks in the semis that got hit today, but down 1%. Look where we were. It's not a big deal. We're still above all the moving averages. All we did was come down to test. The last breakout area or close to it and it rallied off its lows didn't finish on the highs but still had a nice recovery that's not bullish that's bearish behavior don't mix up bullish behavior with what's going to happen tomorrow morning those two things are different i'm just telling you looking at the activity had another opportunity every opportunity to send this down a lot farther today they chose the other direction there's something magnetic pulling this market final destination in my opinion hasn't been met yet how about over in gold we haven't looked at this in depth in a long time i just kind of flash over it each and every night and i apologize for those of you that actually like to follow the charts basically the bottom line in gold right now is if if gold comes down a little bit farther i'm looking at around the 1315, maybe 13 12 to 10 area If gold finds support in that zone, doesn't go down much farther, doesn't close hourly below that area, I'm like the long side. Closing hourly below that area, and that goes off the table. So if we come down a little bit more, I would like to see the activity around 1310 to 1315. We're also getting into that category of time is more important than price. So what I'll say is and traders that have taken the lazy e-mini trader course know exactly what I'm referring to is that time is more important than price. And if we see similar to that price that I just mentioned in that ballpark within the next day or two, that would be very, very important and interesting. Crude oil, another bullish chart. Look what's happening here. We had that drop a couple of days ago and now we're right back up to that fifty seven dollar area pounding on the one hundred period moving average. What this chart is telling you is that crude oil wants to bust through the one hundred period moving average. That's why it came back to visit it. I don't think it came back to test it again or it tested it a couple of times. It's enough. It came back to bust through it, and where's the next stop? Well, Really 59, but really 60 is my better stop. And I mean stop on the way up. So 59 will be some resistance, and it's not 0 to 59, right? It's not where we are today to 59, nothing in between. There's certainly resistance in between. By inside the numbers, folks will have those every single day. But my point is, the better resistance is 60, but I think there will be resistance at 59. So both will likely be intraday trades. And with that, I'm going to give it a wrap. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit mystrategicforecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.